Hello all and welcome to another episode of Yumi Connect, the show where Europe and Middle East connect and also you and me connect. Today we have a very dear friend of mine, again because it's all about friends and it's all about connections, who is a very, very well-renowned specialist in a very dry and arid field accounting. So uh, when we talk accounting, don't think about the old lady with a hat crunching numbers. We're talking about everything which is financial, financial intelligence, and doing accounting in the right way and understanding where your business is, where it's heading, and where it's coming from. Tonight, we are today we're going to be with Livio Alado, a good friend of mine, one of the best accountants and financial services provider that I know who's also a board member of the Romanian Business Council in UAE. Livio, welcome, and thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. So you've been in accounting for how long? Uh, I've been since, I think, 2000. So uh, 23 years, uh, you know, a lifetime. So and. And uh, I understood you've been working with uh, the big four, doing various audits uh, with them. And uh, yeah, lately we are collaborating with them. Yeah, we are doing a good job in this field. We help them uh, in accounting, in reporting, and sometimes in some specific audits. Just for the people that uh, that are listening to understand who big four is, we're talking about Ernst and Young, we're talking about Deloitte, we're talking about Pricewaterhouse Coopers. So we're talking about the major auditing firms. So you work with them, you work with multinational companies from the United States and so on. But before we dive into that and our theme for, for tonight, I have a question. Who is Livio Alaro? I think it's something like the accountant. This is what I called, uh, I was called. Uh, I'm not that accountant that we know from the movie, but I'm specialized in accounting, in uh, Latin accounting especially. Uh, we are also, uh, actually, I am uh, also specialized in financing, yeah, and since 2001, uh, I'm working on um, various projects from the university. I was actually somehow trolled by my parents in accounting because they also call it family trade, Aegean. and uh, I really enjoy that because it's a sort of a math. Uh, that is applied in business. Yeah. So um, I'm working really hard in these days and trying to achieve something. It's, um, let's say, for the future. Uh, accounting is an interesting field. In Romania, for instance, we are somehow subrogated to the tax accounting lady. But the future is not about the tax accounting. It's about the information, the intelligence, as you said previously. So we are looking for the technology in this field. We know that accounting, for instance, we will assume that it will not be as it was 20 years ago. It will be totally different from now on. And we are looking for this right now. I personally, for instance, invest a lot of time and some financing in this uh, area so we can develop accounting in automated processes to have the information immediately because in business you need to take action quickly these days and you cannot afford to waste too much time while you process the information 
So Livio Alaro is the accountant, but not your everyday accountant, but sort of the future accountant, the one that can predict the things that are yeah. going to happen and where you're heading in real time. Yeah, it's a lot of CFO, mm -hmm. maybe it's for chief financial officer, but I like to see not to uh, chief future officer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's a nice way of putting numbers. Um, Livio, I know that you are in love with the Middle East. That's how we met because uh, your interest is to expand uh, everything you're doing in the Middle East and understand the Middle Eastern world better and try to develop things the right way. And um, I salute that. So uh, before we talk and dive into accounting, I want to talk with Livio Alaro, the entrepreneur that is brave enough to move to the Middle East and expand their business there. And I want to ask you, how did you do that? How did you start and uh, how are you going or thinking that you're going to achieve this movement? Well, basically, when I finished the uh, university, I was trying to find the job, as everybody yeah? In time, I reached to have a very good position in one of the companies, the big companies in Romania. But at a certain time, I realized that I can be a sort of an entrepreneur and I decided to open a business in accounting services, tax services. Okay. Business. It was a very interesting decision at that time because I was not really prepared for that. I had a good uh, friend of mine who helped me a lot. We were colleagues at the university in the way that he supported me. Like, yeah, you know, he gave me some clients. He started to teach me about a couple of things. And I realized that in time, it's very interesting to shift from an employee perspective to an entrepreneur perspective. It was not an easy move at that time, but in time, I realized that uh, things are really nice. And I developed the company that I have, plus a couple of small businesses. And now I'm triggering because I, you know, when you're an accountant, you see everybody's intelligence, the figures. And you see how they operate. When they operate, some they are doing well, some they are doing wrong decisions. Even they don't accept or accept our advice as accountants, they are moving. So they are doing the business. And I've learned a lot how to do it now in the best way possible because I learned from their mistake. Because you see it in their figures. Yes, I see in the figures, not only in the figures, because the figures are the result of some operates, yeah, operation. And when you do operational, but you have a different set of mind than the others, in the same thing, they do it better. You see how these guys are doing and why they don't do. It's difficult to explain to the other guys how to do it. But then I said, okay, let's not do this. Let's try to understand the best way and try to become also an entrepreneur, not only in services like finance, accounting and tax, and develop other business. It's not necessarily as I'm a consultant, but I think I'm ready now to develop any business in this world because I understand easily when you can go for the right profit or not. Of course, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, we have worse, we have unforeseen uh, things unforeseen that factors that can, correct. Uh, but it's definitely the moment that I think I have also the age because I feel like I'm growing up now, even out of about 44 years to start doing a different thing. Okay, Middle East is something interesting. For me, it was uh, really, really interesting starting with 2005 when I first went to the Middle East there. I really 
like the way they developed themselves, yeah? And then I tried to understand their culture. And somehow, these days, we met to do together something very interesting, connecting at the least with Europe. So it's something that I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And I'm really interested to go developing also in the Middle East as an entrepreneur culture, because I know things now, but also try to combine them and to, I don't know to say, maybe to uh, do in such a way that we do business in Middle East, also we do business in Europe, in a you know, cross-exchange relationship and so on. Yeah, that sounds good. So basically what you're doing, you out of your curiosity and you went as a tourist, right? First, yeah? You liked it. Yes, I tried to develop a couple of things in 2010, yeah, because things were not evolving in Europe as it was, but it was just the first step and I, you know, I couldn't be sure that the guys there were really trusted. And I said, let's wait a couple of years to see how it goes. And now it seems like this is the moment to do it. Because you were searching for a way to validate what you're doing there because Actually, that's what you need. As an entrepreneur, you need to know that the people you're meeting with are the right people and that they're validated and that they also themselves need to know that they're meeting someone who's validated in order for them to develop business together. You're right, because that's basically the principle on which the Romanian Business Council, the UA Romanian Business Council was built. But what I was trying to, to look at here, because a lot of our listeners are thinking uh, of uh, UAE, of Dubai and Abu Dhabi and all these things. And they are seeing opportunities. And uh, the reason why I gave you an example as an example is because you started as a tourist and we had a sh another show where we were discussing with Cristiano Nezio, who was talking about this principle of business tourism, which is a, you're a tourist, but you're not going just for the sun. You're going to also explore understand what's going on, uh, understand a little bit uh, how you can make a company and have a few meetings with people that are like-minded, that you can develop things with. So you're mixing a little bit of both, leisure time and, and, and business. So I think that's, that's basically what an entrepreneur needs in order to not spend and lose a lot of money in uh, a completely new cultural land because the culture is different between Europe and the Middle East. Absolutely. And not only the culture, but also the, the way they do business. Yeah. And when you meet the right people, then definitely you're going to have success in that. Okay. Um, also, uh, talk to me a, a little bit for, I'm, I'm now I'm talking to my, uh, United Arab Emirates and Middle Eastern listeners. Uh, is it hard? for you as a uh, Middle East company or a Middle East individual to do accounting in Romania? What do you need to do? Uh, I know what I need to do because I've been doing this, but uh, I think it would be a little bit easier for them to understand. What do you need to do? You open up a company, you go to the lawyer, you open your company. What's next? Yeah, so you actually uh, initiate the company here through a legal yeah, you can do it by yourself, of course, but it's better to do it through a legal person. Then you have to make sure that you are going to be complied with the law, with the tax law and everything else. Um, it's not complicated, actually, in Romania. 
we started the digitalization in the tax area. Things are moving forward. In 2025, everybody will have, let's say, the standard audited file regarding the taxes to be submitted by any company. So everybody will be on the left. Nobody will uh, have to, to get in touch with the tax office uh, physically or so. Everything will be online. So we had to do that in uh, two, three years. Uh, the accounting in Romania is somehow aligned with the international financial standard reporting. And uh, I can say that uh, the difficult part will come only when you talk about, let's say, operations. Yeah? Something like the, the headache comes when you have VAT for reimbursement, for instance, which is not necessarily a counting issue, but it's a tax accounting fact. The rest is going smoothly. So you have a company here, you have to have a lawyer, you have to have an accountant. The accountant will handle all the tax declarations, everything. It's about VAT. We know we have 19% as the VAT rate now. It's under discussion, of course. So, yeah. so let's say it's a bit of a problem right now because we cannot predict what what's going to happen, correct? Definitely, we have this VT. We have the corporate tax, which is 16%. Maybe, maybe we'll still have some micro companies below some threshold. But we can consider that accounting is going to be easier, not as it is in the way at this point, because it's simplified in the way, the way I know. But it's a little bit, let's say, at this moment, more connected to the tax authority. Yeah. Therefore, we as an accounting company, or me as a good accountant, I'm not looking to provide only tax accounting, statutory accounting. So I see for more than that, we are going to financial reporting and everything that needs to be understood from the, from the activity of the company. So in a few words, the accounting is not difficult. You just have to do it the right way. You have to do it the right way. So you need, again, to meet the right people and to make sure that they will charge you as much as it takes, but you don't have headaches after that. Because when you do a business, you're not going to do a very small business the way I see it coming from Middle East. So you definitely need to go to the right people and to make sure that everything starts in the correct way so you don't have headaches in the future. No, so clear. Romania, it's a very good uh, country on that. Even we still have a couple of things in the tax, let's say, which can be debatable. Everything goes smoothly, goes online. It's in a different, uh, let's say, paradigm at this point. You're doing also international accounting, right? So you have companies that you're helping accounting that are overseas, US and uh, Europe and multinationals. Is that different? Yeah, we are doing part of their accounting. We don't touch the taxation side, which for me, it's very comfortable because, you know, every country has its taxation rules. And, but it's, it's uh, what I've noticed that the United States system, it's, I think, the most simpler accounting system even yeah it's very very interesting and the way they look they look in accounting for the business to have reliable accounts to have a reliable information this is what they care about and it's very simplified so you don't have to be a genius the main part is you have a lot of data you need to know how to do it right that's all it matters and they are focusing on the operations mainly you don't care about you know, accounting mainly, because this is somehow automated in the process, but somebody needs to look over. So they need us in this process, somebody to check. Okay. It's important. Yeah, this is what we do for overseas. They okay. don't go for the tax, we just go for the management. 
Okay. And I understood now you're uh, heavily investing and trying to develop an accounting company also in the Middle East, especially in Abu Dhabi, to be able to expand your services in the Middle East. So what can you tell us? Uh, is it a good thing that the United Arab Emirates introduced a 90% corporate tax? They already had a 5% VAT. So this 9% corporate tax, I understood. Now, I don't know much about this, but that's what I understood is that they were trying to move from a blacklisted uh, uh, company to a white, they're trying to move to a whitelisting company. That's why they introduced the corporate tax. So uh, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is that going to impact, in your opinion, as an accountant, the way things are moving on in the Middle East? Is it going to be better? Or is it going to be bad? Quite a perspective. Why? It's from our perspective as a service provider, it's something more than it was before, but it's not something difficult. You want to calculate the tax, yeah? Deducting expenses for income and so on, so it will not be complicated. As long as you have a system there, it's, it's easy. On the other hand, I think where you have enough money, you can create taxation as much as possible. And my view is that it's a very good thing, because with that money, as long as there is a lot of money there, they can be used in different projects. This is what I don't understand, for instance, and I'm not trying to be subjective. In Romania, when we have a lot of money, yes, I agree to increase taxes. It's normal. When you have a problem, you must decrease the taxes. So in Middle East, I think they can also consider a good idea having this tax on profit. It's 9%. It's not huge. I'm not sure if this is for the being listed as not, uh, you know, blacklist or something, but it's a good thing for their financing. And it's not a huge amount. It's 9%. Yeah, well, it's very good. It's different than it was before. So of course. Not zero. But the impact in the business because yeah. the business goes. And they're not taxating everyone. They're just taxating if you're over 350,000 yeah. dirhams. So it's a good thing. But besides this, the fact that you're going to have to keep a clear bookkeeping and then you're ha going to have to manage your, your accounting. This is the reason why uh, the international community wanted the United Arab Emirates to do this because it is the way to go. You have more control on your finances. Taxes, you don't have evidence. Exactly. Yeah. When you have the books, I mean, for you, in order for you to follow the business, you need to have the books, you need to follow up some reports. You cannot just go like the wind. But now, because you have to prove the taxation calculation, then of course your books must to be reliable. So you have to follow the books. So it's a good idea in order to be to be solvable. To be solvable. To be okay. It's, this is clear. We have. We know what the guys are doing there. So, uh, as they say in uh, in in the United Arab Emirates, inshallah you will manage to do it very quickly because we have a lot of our listeners that really want to move towards uh, uh, towards the United Arab Emirates and develop their business because uh, it's becoming more and more appealing. Plus that the United Arab Emirates has a clear statement which was given, I think, one week ago by their Minister of Economy who said that their aim is to increase their GDP with 7%, which is $3 trillion. So in my opinion, that means more opportunities for entrepreneurs, more things to happen. 
And uh, I think it's a pretty, you've been there. Is it a good environment for developing businesses? I think it's one of the best. Okay. That sounds very good. They are very, very happy and we will be very happy to be there as well. Great. Because what I see there is the message is simple. It's about peace and prosperity. Correct. And it goes very well hand in hand. Correct. Correct. Well, what can I say? You're an entrepreneur. You're an accounting service provider. You're a financial uh, uh, management consultant, to say so. And so all of these three, uh, these three things that you have 23 years of experience in, you're bringing that knowledge to a country where accounting is basically, we cannot say being born, but it's become general, uh, uh, in general, necessary to the public because of the new taxation system. So I'm looking forward uh, after you've opened uh, your branch completely there to discuss things in more detail, because I'm sure that people that are listening to us wanting to bring business there want to know more. But in the meantime, they should know that you and of course, I'm sure there's other service providers uh, are going to be there uh, to service them in the right way. So they do things in the proper way. So good. Um, Olivia, I want to thank you very much for, uh, for all of this really nice discussion. And uh, I, we have to do this more often, but in the end of, uh, of my show, I always ask my guests to give a message, any message that they want to, uh, to our uh, listeners. So what's your message for the people listening to our podcast? Well, our message is, uh, my message actually, is to never give up. When they think about the business, they have to keep going. No matter what happens, they need to go ahead. And uh, in this environment that we're talking now, we are looking for have a lot of experience between the uh, United Arab Emirates and Romania. And look for more and more experience in order to develop a lot of businesses. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you for that message, which just states a very simple thing. Be brave, move forward. You're, we've got your back. So thank you very much for that, uh, Liviu. Thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for your nice messages and looking forward to our next more detailed uh, uh, information on the new taxation system in UAE. Thank you very much, Warriors.